0: Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane.
1: Well, I'm glad you (coughs) decided to join us today. This has been a busy day. I was speaking out at a pastor's thing and and then had to run right over here, and I've got a guy sitting across from me. I don't know. I'm a little suspicious of it. No, I'm not. Uh, Rudolph <clears throat> graduated the program quite a while ago. He has been interning and helping and a myriad of things at the mission. He's done it with the heart of Christ. He's done it with that desire to give back, to help. And it's just an amazing thing. And he and I were talking right before the show came on. <clears throat> there was a time I really didn't trust Rudolph. He was on the program, and I don't know what it was. but And I I was telling him, I remember the day that all of a sudden, I believe the Lord speaking into my heart took away that, that feeling from me. And don't misunderstand. I didn't treat him poorly or anything. That's not how I would do anything. But there was something in me that— I liked him. It wasn't anything like that, but wasn't sure about him. And then one day, we were going to have a, a big appreciation banquet, and all of a sudden, Rudolph came to mind, and I realized that I trusted him and that he was the real deal. I can truthfully tell you he's my friend, and I care about him, and uh, he is a huge help at the mission. He's got that—he's He's a man that can be— powerful and forceful if he needs to, but is most of the time kind, considerate and gentle when he's dealing with people. He he makes sure that the rules are being adhered to. however, he doesn't do it in a way that belittles or makes somebody feel like they're in prison or that they are less than he is and uh, that's exactly what I want in the people or work of the mission because, Truthfully, I know you guys aren't there all the time, but I don't, I don't, uh, I don't talk to the staff as if they're below me, because they're really not. Many of them are doing the lion's share of everything that's going on, and this last year has been a very difficult year at the mission. Uh, not so much from a financial standpoint; you guys have been generous, but from a personal standpoint, from people that got sick with the COVID, my wife dying. Uh, myself being so sick for as long as I was. But I had good people there, and one of those good people is sitting across from me. And so, Rudolph, would you say hello to the folks?
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Rudolph, and I'm a intern at the Union Gospel Mission of Sacramento. You know what? Rudolph, uh, tell
1: tell the people why you don't care f- to be called Rudy.
2: Well, um Pastor Rudy was a person that was on drugs and uh, very mean to his family and uh, disrespectful, just everything against what the right way of doing things was all about. So when I um, went through my transitional phase at the mission, and one of the things, I, the very first things I wanted to lose was that name Rudy. He had died. Mm-hmm. and uh i became rudolph at that point
1: yeah absolutely and and uh we all call him rudolph yes he's got a good sense of humor and he's a he's a pretty easygoing guy it's hard to believe that he was once an angry man but he was and it's hard to believe that this family man that's sitting across from me was once not a good family man and uh but that is the case so tell me rudolph how did you even wind up at the mission? How did, how did, you, how did you make that
2: leap? Well, um, I had a really uh, sad past. I had a lot of deaths in my family. Um, my mother had passed away uh, at a very early age, at 45 years old oh, from a massive early. heart attack. And, uh, you know, she only lived to see me graduate from high school. And I had promised her I'd go to college or, you know, I'd go to the military. Well, um, I I attempted at both, but at that time, I was so um, caught up into uh, mourning and grieving, and I didn't know that at the time, but I was. And so I attempted both and was unsuccessful in both areas. Um, I was just tired of not completing things, and so... The only thing that I, the very last thing I could recall completing was graduating from high school. Um, so, in the course of me losing my mother, I also lost my father, and both of my brothers in a uh, suicide uh, mm. situation uh, because of my father passing, and uh, some insurance money was was mis mis um, allocated. So, um, I just you know, was really in a deep depression where I was just self-medicating, and just, you know, I just didn't know which way to go, which way to turn, and I knew I needed help, but I was in and out of prison. I um, was in a very uh, rough situation in prison where I had to um, believe in something, so I wanted to serve God the correct way because I I hadn't uh, known from the past that anytime you're in a situation you want to call out to God and because he's really the only person that can save you. Um, but little did I know I was so vulnerable at the time that I um, led myself to believe that Islam was the way I had prayed on in my cell I was in my cell by myself and I prayed and I said, hey, I, I want to serve you the right way, God. And I looked out the window and I seen the the Holy Quran for the first time. And I said, oh, okay, that's the book I've been looking for. That's the way. And um, I went through that through uh, the transitional period in prison where I thought, okay, I'm going to be a Muslim. I'm going to serve God the correct way. Well, that wasn't the correct way because everything I was doing seemed to be failing. So when I got out of prison, I, um, Started trying to you know get my my life back together. I kept going you know back to drugs and I, I just I was in the crisis center and um, they give you twenty three hours pastor to um, find out what you're gonna do. What's your next plan? Yeah. And in mm-hmm. the course of me doing that, I went on to li- online and I had tried about ten years prior to get into the Union Gospel Mission. I had heard about it through my uncle. And uh, they had a waiting list. It was like a year before I can actually get in there because it was a very popular place, and everyone was going through the transitional phase of getting off drugs at that time. Sure. So I um, called the mission from the uh, crisis center, and they said they had an opening. And I said, is this the Union Gospel Mission of <laughs> Sacramento downtown with an opening? And so they say, yeah, and... I didn't really believe it, so I called back five minutes later, and they said, yeah, this is the Union Gospel Mission of Sacramento, and we do have an opening. And so I said, I'll be down there the next day. And I went down to um, join the program. I had all my paperwork in order and everything. But um, they believe in Christ. And I was saying on my paperwork, you know, I believe in Christ, but I'm a Muslim. And they're like, well, we don't do that here. Maybe you want to come back after you decide. And I'm like, you know, I'm hugging, literally hugging the pole saying, no, if I leave, <laughs> I won't make it back. So I, I need to get help now. It was just that bad. And so um, here I am now. The mission saved my life. I mean, that was a, a life changing event for me. Um I learned the Bible in a way that I was raised going to church as a Baptist uh, church member, but I never learned the Bible the way that the mission teaches the Bible.
1: Let me ask you something. People may not understand that even even if a person comes and they're of a different faith, if they need our help, we don't preclude, we're not going to say, no, you can't come on here, right? Yes. But we do warn them they're going to hear about Jesus every minute of every day and, yes. the, and then we teach out of the Bible and we're Christ-centered. And by Christ-centered, I don't mean it's loosely Christ-centered. I mean the center of everything we do is Christ, right? Yes. But uh, we if a guy comes on like Rudolph and says, well, this is what I believe, we just tell him, you know, you can't you can't t- try to preach that to the other guys, and you're going to hear about Jesus, but we're not going to keep you from coming on, right? Ab-
2: absolutely not. So I, I they just really um, clarified things for me. Um, there was meaning in everything, and that's what I do. I, I search for the meaning in things, and as I progressed through the program, I found out that um, there's meaning in everything in the Bible, and even though I was studying Islam, they still put the Bible in the equation of what they believed in. So I'm like, okay, if the Bible was here first and they admit that, then then that's the book that I need to read. And the way that the mission teaches us is we learn that Jesus is the Savior, the Son of God, and the Amen. Trinitarian uh, doctrine is correct. So it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I learned that there, and once I learned it, I knew that I was in the right place at the right time. Um, not only did I learn how to be um, a born again Christian, I learned how to be a respectful person.
1: Uh, and that <clears throat> that is absolutely true. So tell me something: how did that how did that change your home life?
2: My well, I my 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 wife was allowing me to see our 14 year old daughter at the time and so she's seen the transition in me, but she didn't speak on that, and so I just reestablished a relationship with my daughter. Un- unknowingly, my wife was observing that, and she's seen the change in me. I didn't have to keep telling her, oh, I'm changing, I'm changing. Yeah. Um, she actually seen it for herself, and once she began to see that, she decided to give me another chance, and you know, I thank God for that, and I've you know, have been doing that since. And it, it it's taken me 30 years to get my military benefits. I've been able to purchase a home for us. Um, we have uh, the family life reestablished. And then all of this is because I'm doing the right things by serving God. And I learned that at the mission on how to be an upholding man. And one of the things that the mission taught me was family is one of the main goals that they teach us to be reunited with because I burned a lot of bridges, and I didn't realize the amount of damage I'd done when I was out there Mm -hmm. doing wrong until I got there and got some clarity. I wasn't really clean and sober then, but it took a while. And once I got some clarity where I was no longer depending on drugs and alcohol, I realized, man, I did a lot of damage. But my wife wasn't holding that against me, and she just started um, trusting me again and i didn't want to mess that up but i i owe all that to jesus christ my personal lord and savior
1: amen and so you know we all owe jesus christ for everything we have he paid his he gave his life on calvary that i could have freedom yes and that freedom is to freedom to serve him yes and i don't take that lightly yes uh, i i know i never did anything to deserve his love yes I didn't do, I, I have never done anything that somebody would say, well, see, God made the right choice saving yes, him. Yes. No, God God reached down from heaven and saved me, and I'm eternally grateful. Amen. And he's done that for you, too.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And
1: uh, so, yeah, I have seen Rudolph with his family, with his wife, and and uh, that is just a beautiful thing. It's, yeah. You know what? God had made us to be uh, with someone, right? Yes. And so, and you know, the amazing thing is, here's the difference, and then I'd like him to speak a little bit about that, Mm -hmm. uh, Rudolph, very shortly, and we don't need to go into detail, but you know, you had said that when you were young, you had tragedy in your life, you lost your mom, you lost your dad, you lost your two brothers, right? Yes. But uh, now you're a believer. Yes. And so, but that didn't stop that cartwheel of tragedy in your family, did it?
2: No, it did not.
1: Uh, so recently, you lost several people, right?
2: Yes, I have, yes.
1: And the difference in losing them this time to losing your mom, you didn't spin out of control, huh?
2: No, I didn't, Pastor. And the reason why I didn't, sir, is because I'm a believer now. That's right. And I know that they're in a better place. Mm-hmm. Um I've learned to accept that living is part of dying, and that's only because Jesus, uh, my personal Lord and Savior, has passed away, and he he defeated death. He did defeat death. Yes, and so now I understand. I didn't understand. I was afraid of something because I didn't know what it was, Mm -hmm. but I don't fear death any longer because now I know that Jesus set the perfect example to me, what happens to you after you die. That's right. You know.
1: Oh no, I I'm I'm with you. You know, when I flew down to uh Southern California the other day, yes, sir. as a couple of people were kidding about, well, you haven't flown, including my daughter, you haven't flown in thirty years. Were you okay? Wow. I said, Yeah, I was okay. I was just looking out the window to see the stuff go by mm. because the reality is what's gonna happen? Yes.
0: <laughs> you yes, know? yes.
1: The Lord might snatch me right out of that plane. Yes. But the plane may not stay up in the air. Yeah. But regardless, that is not the important part. All right. The important part is where my heart and who has me. Yeah. And Jesus Christ has me, then what's there to
2: fear?
0: Amen.
1: You know, I believe. Uh, you know, Paul was unafraid.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, to mm-hmm. die is gain. You know, hey, I. That's, Amen and it's not that we look at death cavalierly i mean it's not that i want to go out and die tomorrow mm-hmm. but it's what you said it's the lack of fear about what's going to happen because the bible tells us that fear is you know is really the fear of punishment yes. you know and punishment is off the table for you is it not
2: it is it you know because i know now that I'm doing the right thing. I'm in the giving back phase of my life uh, from being saved as a born-again Christian, and it's just what I do now at the mission is just become a part of me. I've been accepted as a family member there. So I'm in the giving back phase, Pastor, and I feel that that's where my blessings come from and that I'm doing the right thing according to the Bible by being able to give and uh, treat uh, others i'm here to do a service and that has changed me uh, tremendously because now my my spirit doesn't sit right when i'm not giving
0: mm-hmm. you know so oh, i do know
2: yeah and so i transition that same uh feeling at home and so when i'm setting that example i'm living that example i feel more content that i'm doing the right thing than to not be doing the right thing you
1: know, <clears throat> I have observed Rudolph not only with our program guys, you know, which he he has to deal with every day, and there's always something that happens. Yes, sir. It's just the nature of how things are there. But I've also observed him with the homeless people, and there is—we uh, call them guests. Yes. Now, right now, we are tearing apart the upstairs uh, to the two-by-fours. Yes, sir. And there's a reason for that. Building is very old over there, and we wanted our guests and our program men to have the things that the new building had that feel valued and know that, you know, God isn't just privileging the staff over here with air conditioning and all that kind of stuff. Yes, sir. Rudolph was talking about it a little while ago. Because we never had air conditioning up in the dorms before, we had an evaporative cooler, what you might call a swamp cooler. Yes. And that's fine sometimes, yes. uh, but in the middle of the summer in Sacramento, sometimes you get a humid night and it's miserable up there. Oh yes. And so, uh, air conditioning has been put on in, and we, as I said, the the thing is down to the skeleton. And so we're going to put in new insulation, new wiring, new plumbing, new lighting, new ceilings, new walls, new uh, tile or carpet, depending on where we're at. And we're in the middle of doing that. And so uh, right now, Rudolph has to stay out there because we had to shut our showers down. And so we shut our showers down and went out and bought four portable showers, right? Yes, sir. But to let the guys use those showers takes a little more, uh, shall we say, oversight?
2: Yes, sir, because we <laughs> at the mission, we we learn to improvise and adjust mm-hmm. <laughs> very rapidly because our main mission is to serve our guests. And so we have portable showers outside for them, and they have been really um, – appreciative and they've adapted to the transition as long as they come to the gate and they can get service they've been pretty um, mannered well mannered and everything and we've uh, set up a makeshift uh, clothing room in the chapel and it's just wonderful because of the the expressions on their face when they can come and still get clothing knowing that the building is torn down so, yeah, it's, it's beautiful to see the smile on their face.
1: Because we care about them.
2: Yes, we do.
1: Uh, make sure that they have clothes. We're, right now, our laundry is shut down, so we're sending laundry out. Yes, sir. Making sure that's all done all the time.
2: That's daily. Yep.
1: <laughs> and so, I mean, there are challenges, right, sometimes? Oh, there is.
2: There is. We, you know, like anything else, sir, we have our good days and our bad days, but we seem to get through. And we start our day off with prayer. We pray throughout the day, and then at the end, we end with prayer, and we pray for another day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm with you. You know, I was just doing a sermon with a bunch of pastors today before I came in here, and, you know, we went directly to the children of Israel coming up against the promised land, right? Yes, sir. And, of course, immediately they have forgotten about where God has brought him from, right? Yes, so right. they're complaining yeah. and grumbling, and they come back, and 10 of them went in to spy, and they came back and said, Oh, man, there's giants. Yes, sir. There's fortified cities. Uh, it's terrible. You know, we can't go in. We can't. Yeah, it's a land of milk and honey. But Caleb and Joshua came back and said, Oh, man, it's it's wonderful. Yes, sir. We need to go in. That's right. And take that land. The difference was that one group trusted God and the other group didn't, right? Amen, yes. So we go out and we realize that there's challenges, but instead of always seeing the giants and the obstacles at the mission, right? Yes. We want to try, okay, what can we do to get over these obstacles and still provide the services? You know, we we pulled that big screen TV out to have uh, have, uh, a loop. Tape so that we could tape nobody has tapes yes, thumb sir. drive yes right but uh, we're shortly we'll be opening back up for services and we're having uh, we're trying to get a big tent made uh, outside so that yes, sir. well not a tent but a shade structure so that if it happens again we can do our services outside Yes sir but there's always an answer to the problem as long as we don't just see the problem right?
2: Correct, sir, and and we've been pretty good at adapting and adjusting to the different uh, changes as far as in society and with the pandemic and everything. And I just, you know, thank God that I'm a part of that because we all seem to just adapt. You are too, and we get in there as a team player and we just do our part.
1: Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And you know, I hope that you guys will be able to come down at some juncture and see the kind of transitions we're making. You know, in some ways, uh, you know, the showers are individual when the shower, when the real showers are up and running, it's a group thing. Yes. You know, there's 10 shower heads in there, but if you went to high school, you're used to that, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> so, and they appreciate that. Do yes, they, they do. They do. So at any rate, we're almost out of time and I would like you to stay with me so that we can do one more show if you're up to that, Rudolph.
2: Yes, sir. I'd be honored.
1: All right. Uh, Rudolph is a wonderful guy, and I hope you'll come down and get a chance to meet him and uh, see what kind of guy he truly is. Because, you know what? I'm proud of Rudolph, all the place he's come from.
2: So, Thank you, sir.
1: Until we meet again, as always, my dearest friends, may God hold you in the palm of his hand.
2: Amen. <laughs>